It is 11.46 a.m. here. So what time is it in Germany right now? Uh, it's 7.46 p.m. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah right, we're, right. we're mid, mid work day right now. I'm like taking yeah. my lunch, lunch break, working from home. <laughs> yeah, we, we did a lot planning today for the label and everything. So it was kind of a chill day. But then, as you said, it just happens when something is five minutes late, then everything mm -hmm. just moves back. And uh, yeah, but I'm... Mm -hmm. I'm I mean, the, the interview now is pretty late anyways for me. So that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of good. Yeah. Thanks um, for accommodating with our American schedules. Yeah. My, my pleasure. My pleasure. We, I we wish like we were in Germany. <laughs> oh, really? Why? <laughs> we, we love Europe. Yesi and I do Europe trips every year and really, we just, there's something about it over there. I don't know. Yeah. It's just fun. You know, I think it's, it's mainly the architecture. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. That's um, what I was gonna say. Most people um, that I show like pictures from our cities and everything are like, "This looks so beautiful," and I'm like, "Yeah, that we are used to it, I guess." <laughs> yeah, well, not even um, that. I also feel like there's just a lot more culture there, whereas mm -hmm. here in America, obviously, I feel like there's like no culture at all. All it our is culture is, like, is Chick Fil A, yeah. <laughs> frats actually... and sororities and Chads and Brads and like. That's... Yeah, that's actually one thing I noticed, like on the America tour that um it's really hard i think in la there's some kind of culture with all the music going on and the the artists and everything that happens there yeah. so when you're in la <laughs> there, it, it just feels like there is some culture and it i don't know mm -hmm. it, it evolved out of something and everything else feels not trying to be rude or anything but it feels artificial kind of mm -hmm. yeah yeah um no totally so yeah that, i think <laughs> that was actually my biggest problem in america that i i, I wasn't able to feel home at all mm -hmm. like it, it was really it, it was hard <laughs> you're not the first to say that pretty much every artist every european artist that we talk to they all mm -hmm. pretty much say the same thing and i mean yeah. i fully agree with you on that because yeah i mean it is what it is so that i mean that's why her and i love to travel to europe mm -hmm. because yeah i mean it's it's a good thing to have some some point where you just feel comfortable and when you can go there like frequently i think for for work and just living america can be pretty beautiful and and pretty yeah just successful if that makes sense mm -hmm. um, yeah but um yeah i i would not be able to survive there i think <laughs> yeah and i mean there are a lot more opportunities here but i think mm -hmm most people are so caught up in the workforce. Like yeah. I have to have a nine to five job to be successful. And then I have mm -hmm. to climb up the corporate ladder and people forget that like you have a life to live. So yeah. like yeah. you should go see the world instead of just slaving yeah. away at some other people's companies and and like letting other people pursue their dreams. Mm -hmm. You know, you're basically working for someone else so that they can live their dreams. So mm -hmm. it's like, that's not, yeah. that's not for us, you know? I think so, yeah. But but the mo the the one thing I like the most about America is the people. Like everyone is so nice and open. Yeah. Um, like you just run across the street and someone is giving you a compliment for your shoes or something, and then like, 
-hmm. in Germany, no one fucking cares about you like at all. <laughs> no, literally. I have, yeah. When I took my mom to Europe for the first time in 2019 and like, mm -hmm. we went to Barcelona and we got on the train from the airport to downtown yeah. Yeah. and we sat next to someone and she started like trying to talk to them like, hi, how's it going? And like, they just looked at her. They were like, yeah, yeah. Everyone on? will be like, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, mom, like you don't really chat strangers up yeah. in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I like it so much that everyone is so open-minded and everything. It just feels good. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely well, positive. how, I'm just curious to hear, how has the new year been going for you? You just said you started, mm -hmm. you were working on the label. So like, yeah. what's going um, on with in. the label? Yeah. Fill us in. So yeah. Um, talking about Crow's Nest. Um, so in Corona, I, I really had to focus on my own project and everything. Um, just to kind of survive. I think that's what happened to every artist. Um, so it kind of fell under the radar and it was just, um, it was running in the background. Some releases happened, but I, I did everything anyways. Um, there was uh, 10 graphs involved uh, for the years before COVID, but then he just started his own thing and everything. And um, so I was kind of on my own and it just, um, yeah, fell under the radar a bit for myself. But now my wife started working full-time for the label. Um, oh, which wow. is a pretty cool mm -hmm. thing. Um, so she's taking care of the label now completely. And I don't have to deal with that anymore because for me, the whole planning releases, scheduling releases, everything is a big headache, especially if I have my own stuff going on. <laughs> you're, you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you, we you know, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And it, it can be such as, and if you're not built for that, you can't keep up with that. And I'm, I mean, it, there's a reason I'm a musician. Because mm -hmm. I, I don't know how to plan stuff at all. <laughs> well, you have that creative side of your brain and you just pour yeah. yourself into your own projects. Yeah. And that's why I work with people that can plan better than me. So mm -hmm. that's that's just how it works, I guess. And um, yeah, we just made this uh, compilation. I sent you an email about the Cyanolica Nanos, which is mainly just to, to get new people on the label and just introduce artists that have next to no following. Mm -hmm. There was actually one artist called Metronomicon who sent my favorite song of the compilation. And before the compilation, he did not even have an artist name. Oh, and, so you guys um, created the Spotify for him too as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with my with my wife, um, Scarlett is her name, so I can just mm -hmm. say her name. Yeah, it makes yeah. more sense. Scar. Um, she she kind of helped him to just build his his brand and everything, and he got some friends to help with the name, and we made that in like two months, wow. and um, it it worked out amazingly well. His branding is amazing now. Um, he's called Metronomicon, which is a pretty cool mm -hmm. name, I think. His music yeah. is amazing, and um, yeah, it was pretty cool to welcome like such a new artist that doesn't even exist to the label it was a pretty cool feeling and um yeah today we planned our next compilation which is our it was supposed to be yearly but again mm -hmm. yeah there's COVID so much hit, talent out there too though like we have that same problem yeah. where we have one compilation a year but there are talks about having two just because we yeah. love so many of the demos mm -hmm. that we get and like it's hard yeah. to give each of those a single slot with the yeah. calendar yeah, and, and most of the time, the artists that you are not able to reply or give them a pass, they are pissed. And you don't want to do that because you actually like the music. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I get that. It's hard, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it so far. So we are planning the second compilation and uh, we are just planning releases through the year and just some, some single stuff and just what a label does, I think. What we always mm -hmm. want to do is we want to have some more kind of story and red line through everything instead of just having releases after release. Right. Um, so that's something um, yeah, Scar takes um, care of and uh, does it pretty well, in my opinion. The first compilation she did now was 
pretty successful, especially for these new artists. And um, the visual style was amazing. So we found that as well. And yeah, it's just Crossness 2.0, I think. Which is mm -hmm. pretty cool. yeah, yeah, we we really liked, I think it was the tracks or Trocks song, mm -hmm. Chemical Choir uh, or something like that. Yeah, the drum mm -hmm. bass one. Yeah, he's he's insane. That was so mm -hmm. sick. The second drop, I loved like the hard dance yeah. kind of influences. Yeah. And then like it. At Iman, I think it was. Yeah, um, yeah. His one as well, we really yeah. liked. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's he's getting some attention in, in America at the moment, right? Like mm -hmm. I see his name yeah. popping up here and there. So that's that's kind of cool to have him on there for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I listened to the whole comp and I think nice. it's really cool that you're giving these guys a platform yeah. to showcase their music and their creative side and everything. And I love the press release and everything. And mm -hmm. awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, you so what much. you and your wife are doing is is amazing. So I'm excited to Thank see where you. this she, label she's goes. She's doing it now, so I'm free. So. <laughs> there you go, right? You're focused on Inhuman, yeah. which is yeah. it? You've had Inhuman for a full year now, right? Um, well, last year was your year. full year, right? Like yeah. your first yeah. full year. Okay. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> how how is it? Like, give us the rundown. I know you you recently got back to Europe. Like, what's happening yeah. with your project? Um, so it's. I think the the elephant in the room is why I did the rebranding <laughs> like in general. I think we did not talk about that yet, so I can address that here yeah. if that's cool. Um, so many people are asking me this and I can never do like a like a full answer. So this could take a minute now. <laughs> yeah, well, we <laughs> have <it's>, time. <laughs> it's, it's mainly, so it started um, because uh, at the end, and that was before COVID hit, um, so it was not a result of COVID. Many people thought, no, now he has time thinking about it. Or Corona, now he's changing the project. That wasn't it. Um, right before Covona, Covona, hit, I had a pretty bad burnout um, because I was so focusing on the project. And um, yeah, the, there was like the, the first Subsidia compilation and I was pushing myself to write a song in like two days because they asked me and stuff. And it was just a lot of stuff happening for the project and um, I always felt like it's not 100% what I want to do, but I wrote with it because, because of money. Let's be fair. I have mm -hmm. to live from something. This was my full-time job and I have to think about, okay, is it clever to drift away from the initial Copendorm project as much as I want to do or should I keep doing these, okay, I make Marauder Sudden Death type Death Step songs. Mm -hmm. um it's it's it worked out but for me personally it did not work out and then when i was able to think about that a lot so i, I was like okay i have to change something but i wasn't sure if i just rebrand the project if i start something completely new and then i thought about that a long time and um, in that time i was in a pretty toxic relationship too and a lot of the the memories from the Cope and Dorm project were tied to these memories um mm -hmm. so it, it was the whole project had like this bad shade for my myself, like on top of yeah. it. So I was like, okay, I, I have to do this now. Um, luckily for me, Corona hit then and I had the time to think through everything properly, to plan out everything. Um, the uh, Cannibal team came to me and asked me to do a remix. I asked them, I can, can I do it with the new project? Like, would you be cool mm -hmm. with that? And um, John Apache and Black Tiger Sex Machine, I think his name is Mark, I was communicating with. They have been supported like from day one. Um, so that was a big, big, big help for me as well to just be like, okay, I got the support from these people that I follow for a long time. They like my stuff, support me all the time. And 
I can do that now. And then, then I just was like, okay, I have to build a concept. I, mm -hmm. I wrote down a lot of notes. I have like a whole world building in my head and that will pretty much happen and see, see the daylight with my upcoming album. Oh yeah. And you, you guys know about the album we, already because we, we talked about it. We have a little sneak it. preview. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pretty sick, by the way. Love yeah. like Love the it. story it tells, the artwork. Like, who does mm -hmm. all of that? Like, all of your artwork because it's insane. Um, his name is Casey. Uh, K A S A E Y. He's from uh from from. Do you know the club Le Bikini? Mm -mm. Did you hear from it? Uh, it's it's somewhere in France. I think in Toulouse. It's in Toulouse. Oh, ooh, fine. Oh, I want to uh, go there. Um, and mm -hmm. he's he's from there and I met him at a show there and he took care of the artworks now. But I have to tell you actually that the art direction changed again. Oh, again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm 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 the worst when it comes to deciding what I want to do with it. Um so now it's like even more okay it, it really shows like scenes from from the world that i'm trying to build and everything because it was pretty cryptic before mm -hmm. i like that but now after america i'm i, I just moved on again and <laughs> changed yeah. my mind about that stuff and we're working on that at the moment um also someone who helps a lot is shiver s-h-v-r with a oh, dot I've heard at of the end stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah um he's doing great stuff as well and helps me a lot uh, with the visual direction too so these two guys are my main main graphics guys and um yeah Amazing. yeah that's at the moment the plan first single is coming in february now finally Ooh, nice um and then it just keeps going through the year we try to do as many singles as possible we talked mm -hmm. about it already you know that yeah um, mm -hmm. just to to kind of try to roll with uh, with the spotify algorithm and just doing the best for that because it's so many different genres it's really hard to be like okay i i do three singles now and i mm -hmm. i don't know how to market everything else on the album because i think there's not a single song that has the same genre as the one before Mm -hmm. So I, I, yeah, it was it was kind of hard to decide what to what to do at the end now. But talking to a lot of people, I think this makes a lot of sense for the release itself to just give the singles that have like a really big identity the spotlight they deserve. So it's more than more like single releases turning into an album at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I feel like the Spotify game changes like every year. You know, a every year day from now, it it'll like. probably be different. <laughs> yeah, like I think yeah. it was one of the albums we. Did like the, maybe the Blasso album or something last year where we had three singles and then we rolled them into the full album. Yeah. And people were like, why are labels doing this? And you have to explain to them like, well, each single needs its own attention and that's yeah. the ramp that you have. Yeah. And then you bundle them into the album yeah. and those yeah. singles are ideally driving more traffic to the album as well. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we will see how it goes. I mean, it's, it's all learning, I guess. It's all the learning process. Uh, before I the the Cop Pandorum albums, I had like four album releases already, but they they were like completely self released and rushed at the end because again I had to change my art direction like a week before release or something. It still worked out somehow, so I have my I have my following that my cult following that kind of just follows what I do, which is a good thing. So I can can have a bit of freedom, I guess, when it comes to scheduling that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, that helps me a lot to not uh, break my head too much, I guess. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, right? You can, yeah. if you decide next month you want to put out a different single, I mean, yeah. you can. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how many tracks in total are in the album? Uh, I think it's 30 now. 30? I you said 30 at 13. first. 
I was like 30. It sounded like you said 30. 30. Songs, yeah. I was like, so it's an LP. Songs now. <laughs> like that's no album. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's 13 songs. Mm-hmm. 13. Yeah. It's like a 24-hour listening time yeah, total. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you fly yes. to Australia and back and listen to music, you can listen to the album. <laughs> right. You're like, it's meant yeah. for play- long playing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> My God. Yeah, um, I was about to be like good lord 30 yeah brother <laughs> actually my my lovecraft and horrors album um so that that was the first album that had like a pretty good traffic uh, for my my other project that had 28 songs mm-hmm. oh wow yeah it, it was like a double cd type of thing and the first one was just solo and the second one was collapse mm-hmm. and um oh. back in the days it was different you can just ask like a subtronics yeah you want to do a song with me and and he did it and it's on the album so there's actually a subtronics collab on the album no one knows about <laughs> um digging this up right now i found oh you haven't this is it's old one. as shit and it sounds bad dude how much <laughs> you put out like 25 songs last year alone like you are a beast yeah yeah i i write too much music i think it's good that you're getting all of it out though you know <laughs> yeah yeah but honestly i got a bit more picky now um just because i think that was a big thing why i got into this burnout situation with the cope and project too because I released music and a week after that, I was like, okay, I'm not happy with that. So that definitely happened, you know, Uh and that's the worst feeling as an artist, I think. But that shows that you're learning constantly and like, you're Mm going to be a better producer this week than you were last week, which is why you're kind of resenting the music that you previously put out. It doesn't represent you anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think now I'm at the point and that's actually a good point too. And and the reason why I just switched my name and branding entirely is because now I feel comfortable with what I'm putting out Mm -hmm. and 100% comfortable. Obviously in a year, I will talk differently about that, but (laughs) yeah, you know what I mean? At the moment, it feels like, okay, I'm at a position where I'm like, okay, even in like five years, I can look back and be like, I'm still proud of that. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually want to backtrack a little bit here Mm -hmm. to last year um, with the Arrival Tour. Yeah. So I remember you had tweeted in your 2022 recap that, you know, someday you were going to talk about, you know, what went wrong and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Maybe now's the time that you can tell the listeners what happened with the tour, why it was postponed. If you want. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) If you're comfortable. Yeah, you want to cut deep. I see that. <laughs> hey, we're, um, we're we're just it's our duty to investigate. So you know, yeah, yeah, you have job. to, you have to. The <laughs> FBI is tracking me at down. your service. <laughs> yeah, you're um, detained right now, so you kind of have okay, no choice. So, first of all, I have to start this with I I don't want to throw shades on anyone that was involved, mm-hmm. um, because I think a lot of this happened because they didn't know better. Um, and, and I didn't know better. That's, that's the reason too. It was like two people working together that can't really see the situation 100% and see what's happening in the near future and see how the U S market is at the moment. Um, and that altogether just summed up in a huge mess. So that's how I want to start. There's no bad blood with anyone. Um, actually I'm still with the same agency now. I'm just, I'm working with a different agent. Mm-hmm. Um, because I talked to him personally, it resonated as a person. So we're we're going like that, and it will will be a lot better next time. Um, but yeah, how this started was just um, the agent I was working with. Uh, not saying a name here; people will know yeah, if they dig deep enough. To. But I, I will just not drop a name um, to, yeah, not throw shades or anything. Um, I think it was that he started with putting too much weight on his shoulder with this tour. 
So we talked about the visa and I think you know how shitty the visa process is for European artists. And expensive. Um, yeah. Expensive, yeah. Um, especially with the situation at the moment. Um, it's like you you kind of have to expedite the visa. So it's literally seven thousand dollars for a visa, which is just yeah. That's literally the money you get from a tour as a new artist. Like it's right. just gone right away when you play like 20 dates or something. It's insane. Um and yeah, we, we worked out this visa and everything and we had to expedite it. So it was, uh, yeah, 7,000 down the drain pretty much already. Of course, you get it and recoup it and blah, blah, blah. You you know how it works. Yeah, um, you start to think about hotels and flights, trans- like yeah. transportation, food, everything. Correct, yeah. Insurance, and, um, yeah. Yeah, we, we had a situation that um, we got promised a place to stay and it was it was locked and everything. It was all good. It looked good and everything um we were promised that it will like they will take care of the flights and scheduling and also the marketing and everything and i'm not sure if that's an american thing but it kind of feels like this you guys don't really want to address when you have too much weight on your shoulder like Mm -hmm. you don't want to come to someone and be like yeah, I think it's a bit too much. Can you please help me with that? Like, I'm overwhelmed. I recognize yeah, the problem. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Many people I talk to are like, yeah, I think that's just us Americans. It is. It's nose to the grindstone here. mentality. It's that Yeah, I mindset. think so. And and I'm the guy, I'm like, okay, if I, I was the same a long time, but from the story, I actually learned that I that's not how it should be. Like, if I need help, I need to ask someone, otherwise I will fucking die. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So this situation happened. And no one, because I was like, maybe I was a bit naive there, but I was like, okay, they told me they take care of that. So they will take care of that. You trusted them. And four days before the tour, we had no flight, no hotel, no accommodation, no ticket links whatsoever. (laughs) We had, and and it was the plan to take my wife with me because she just started working for me. She wanted to get into Mm -hmm. the scene. She also wanted to take care of um, like the planning stuff that happens during the tour and just want to work from there as well. It just made sense. But now we are in a situation um, we planned a two and a half month tour and the flights are two and a half thousand bucks per person. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. From Germany to America. Yeah. 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 Um, And that, so the tour pretty much started with like $12,000 down the drain. (laughs) Holy crap. And I already knew, okay. If I think positive, we might make like six to seven thousand with the tours aligned. Right. I did not think about America having the worst inflation I've ever seen paying $15 for a frozen pizza. Dude, for real. It's gotten so <laughs> yeah. bad. Like my rent went up like $250 a month just in the last month. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're both paying almost two grand. If you're comfortable saying that. I pay $17.50 a month for a one bedroom. Yeah, and then mine's like eighteen thirty or something like that. That doesn't so even include utilities, water, <laughs> utilities like and Wi-Fi and water and all that are another like almost three hundred a month extra. Oh my so we God. that's pay, why like, we work yeah. day jobs. We can't do music. Like music is not going to pay my bills. You know, okay, this is this is me and my parents' house, but we are kind of splitting what we have to pay monthly to pay the rates that we had to pay because mm-hmm. of buying and blah. I'm paying six fifty a month bro i would be Dude, I, would, I, I, have, I would be in I europe have, right now literally I have eight, 80 square meters so uh, I, I don't know i think that's pretty pretty big i don't know how how big your rooms are and how the difference is square meters and how whatever um 
861 square feet that's big mine's only like 670 square feet yeah and um yeah yeah mine is about the same 650 (laughs) oh my god like but i mean it's it's nice though because like i have a hot tub here i have a pool it's it's an that's apartment sick. But like, yeah obviously nice, i don't you know? have that i just have that's... a shitty basement as my studio you know and you but... have money now no well maybe not after the tour <laughs> yeah yeah it's i mean it's not that i'm rich or anything from the music it's just that i can i can live from it okay-ish you know mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm just happy that this is kind of my house so in the future i don't have to deal with that shit and blah 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 totally but in general it was like okay we're going to america now we pay rent here we have to pay rent in america obviously uh, that was like i don't know three and a half for like the two and a half months to have like a place to stay plus the hotels when you go to shows oh um, because no promoter is open to pay like flights or accommodation anymore no one is doing that in america now no hey. that's way too much to ask what are you talking yeah, about how, how can you <laughs> how can you ask like for for one thousand for a show plus a hotel how can you yeah. ask for it? who does that um, yeah it was insane and then then on top was the stress that the agency was just really, really overworked with with the whole tour, you know. And so it was two and a half months, me and my wife trying to somehow route the tour while we are on tour. Mm-hmm. And then and you're taking was, the role of the agent, the agent probably. They they tried to do their best, you know. They they really listened. Like there, there was a point we met my agent and he was like, okay, um, can you please tell me what went wrong? I really want to work on that. And my wife was like, okay, um, you really want to hear what I have to say or like the, the full truth or you want me to not say anything? And it was like, yeah. okay, let's talk about it. And I was playing the show. It was Dubstation Massacre in Chicago. And the full hour was my wife telling him what went wrong. While you were playing? And while I'm playing, yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, oh after God. that, as I said, we talked to the other agent I'm working with now. Um, and mm-hmm. with that, I just want to say again, the agency was working on it and they really tried to better everything. And he told us, dude, something happened. Like the structure in the agency is, is getting better. They, they're getting like way more focused and, and structured and everything. And big ups to them for, for listening and just for trying to work on that. And the rest of the tour, so like the first half was this insane mess, and the second half, besides the money factor, that was shit mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But the planning aspect got way better and way more structured, and we got we got stuff in time and everything, and they just really, really worked on that. So again, no shades on them. They tried to work on that. They they did a great job at the, the rest of the tour, and that's why I want to stay with them now. Um, and... Um, yeah, I, I think it was the, the best outcome for both sides, kind of. We still work together. I'm happy how they work now. And with the new agent I resonate personally with, it will be better anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's still kind of necessary to talk about the, the stuff that did not go well because I just want to openly talk about that kind of stuff. Um, and one thing that also came to the tour that kind of made a bad experience out of that is just the the market situation in america it's mm-hmm. it's a mixture between no one taking risks oversaturation and the inflation because no one wants to invest in in stuff anymore and this combination turned into a tour that was just not as well as it could be 
Yeah. I mean, the sugar lining on it though, for what it's worth, like you Mm -hmm. had a really kick-ass poster, like the branding on it was on point. Mm -hmm. I heard a lot of people talking about it when it was announced, like our friend Omas, you know, him, he was going to play with you, like quiet. I think quiet was on it too, right? Uh, Yeah, he was planned, but uh, visa problems as expected. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I mean, for what it's worth though, like a lot of our friends were talking about it and they they said it looked really cool. So I feel like you probably reached new fans because of the announcement and all that buzz. And and to be fair, the shows that I played, um, there were like two shows where only, I don't know, 10 people showed up or anything because because of the weird ass (laughs) marketing sometimes from promoter side. Mm-hmm. It was just so confusing at times what they did. I don't know. I don't get it. But the shows that actually went okay, and that was the majority of the shows, they were pretty damn good. And, and I enjoyed it, even though sometimes good. it was a really small club with like 100 people in there or something. But it was a blast, you know, like these yeah. people liked it. And that's that's the most important thing, I think. And that's why we are already planning the next tour. There you go. Um, and you learned yeah. so much from that whole experience, probably. Absolutely. Like now absolutely. you can recognize yeah. an issue yeah. months ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And my wife as well, she will take care of that too. So um, it just helps to have another brain there that can take mm-hmm. care of like the the stuff that is the back-end stressful stuff. for me when it comes to, okay, I have to make music somehow to just stay there where I am right now. And then there's like the whole back-end office shit. and. Mm-hmm it just makes it so much easier to have someone to deal with that Um, yeah you have to go through these experiences to mm -hmm. eventually have a very successful tour very successful career whatever it is i mean gotta i I always tell myself just gotta learn to fail forward yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely and um if some other people learn out of that as well um it's it's the best outcome i think um just one thing i i just wanted to address one thing about the tour as well oh yeah um, I think it's kind of sad, and I think this is a good point to talk about that, that so many artists only talk about the shows that went well, because yes. I I know, I, I will not say an artist's name now, I, I said that in the stream once, and after that I thought, yeah, it's not that yeah. cool to talk about that, but I I talked to to Figure, you know Figure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. And he told me some stuff about some shows that he played with someone else, mm-hmm. um, doesn't matter if it's like recent or back in the days. But it's from an artist you expect to definitely sell out shows. And he was on tour with him. And half of the tour was like, they, they even had to cancel like a quarter of the shows. And the other quarter was like really shitty shows. But mm-hmm. obviously the artist only posts like the sold out shows, the really big shows, the shows yeah. that look amazing. And honestly, that's so disrespectful to the community i think because when you when there's a show that gets canceled at least address it somewhere you you don't have to be like yeah i did not sell enough tickets so so we have to cancel it but mm-hmm. just be be open about it just be like okay the situation didn't work out or whatever happened um, and that's why we have to cancel the show just be honest because so many people came to me and were like it's so weird that sometimes they just get a refund for a show and they don't even know why they don't get an email and, statement or a yeah, tweet or yeah, anything. That, that's yeah, just it's weird. just like that's unforeseen just circumstances. We have to yeah. cancel the yeah. show. Yeah, and and people that know about the scene know that it's it's because of the industry. And mm-hmm. if no one is talking about how the industry is shaping and how there's just a few artists that basically have the industry in their hands, mm-hmm. how can it get better? Exactly. You know I mean? like, there there will never be a change. It will get even worse, maybe. And that's that's kind of annoying. And that's why I definitely openly want to talk about like those 
things. And that's why I made that post initially about the tour mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. stressful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you bringing that point up too, because that's, you know, something that people need to realize is like touring is not glamorous. Like yeah. artists are having to, you know, you play a show at 11 PM, you're at yeah. the airport at 1 AM, yeah. you're flying out to the next place. You're going on no sleep. Um, you're not getting paid for it. You're losing money touring most of the time. And someone who I want to give a shout out to is actually Mad Girl because she posted oh. about that a couple weeks ago on her me social media. She was like, no one ever talks about the smaller shows or the shows yeah. that only have 50 or less people at them. But Absolutely. those are some of my favorites. And she posted like a group photo of it yeah. and stuff. So I just yeah. I think it's great that you're aware of that and trying to actively mm -hmm. talk about it because I, I saw your tweets like you're always on Twitter talking yeah. about those things. And yeah. how are we supposed to get better mm -hmm. if we're not open about it? Exactly. And um, yeah. usually I try to to keep my project really project focused, like on the other social media apps where I like announce stuff. But yeah, Twitter is like the the one thing where I'm like, okay, I, I would just say whatever I think. Yeah. And sometimes it works. Sometimes people try to bash me, but I'm kind of standing over that, you know. I know where I'm sitting. I know that I'm I'm not the biggest artist on earth on anything, but I have my my standpoint somehow. Um, I know how my production is and everything. And if someone tries to talk shit, I'm just like okay yeah <laughs> i mean fine. like what what could they talk shit about i guess your personality but not your production <laughs> yeah yeah and um i i never try to be disrespectful or anything i always try to be like okay i see the other side as well but this is still my opinion somehow and i think as long as that's like the the standard i'm trying to to have it's 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 fair and it shouldn't be something to to be annoyed about or anything and if someone is sending me a private message and be like yeah dude i think that was kind of disrespectful blah 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 i even like to talk to them there is this one artist from germany um he's called it lives um, mm -hmm. just we know yeah. Is. yeah we oh, had yeah. him on a guest mix um he, he's he's a pretty cool guy it seems but he i made a post i don't know about what anymore but it was about something I don't know. I just said my opinion on something and he kind of took it a bit too personal. I think he mm -hmm. sent me a DM and I told him, yeah, dude, um, it, it wasn't like against him as a person or whatever. And, and we just talked about it a bit. And at first he was pretty mad at me. Like the, the communication at the beginning was pretty mad, but then we talked more and more and it kind of shifted into, okay, we somehow like each other. <laughs> yeah. Like I can relate <laughs> no, and, to you that that's just how how it can be i think and he he's an amazing artist he's doing great stuff actually he's playing a show in, in nuremberg really soon and i'm Ooh. joining that show like just visiting um cool. oh yeah so that's that's a pretty cool thing and i'm excited for that and mm -hmm. um yeah supporting small artists can never be bad i think absolutely no, and yeah. then when they get big they'll remember you that's mm -hmm. it that's it well back to the point of like throwing those small shows mm -hmm. um one of the biggest like so chrissy and i we recently got into artist management with mm. our business partner, Joe, nice. and they're all small artists. Like we want to pick up, like if we see like the next big thing, like, yeah, you know, we picked up some of these artists that yeah. we're really excited about. We see a lot of potential. We know that starting off, they're going to play shows where it's only going to be like 10 people or yeah. maybe even no one, you know, yeah. but the biggest, the biggest takeaway for any smaller artists starting off is that you have, you have to give the same energy for these smaller shows, yeah. like if you're playing at Lost Lands and then you play like a small room, like I don't care if there's only five people in there or if there's no one, yeah. give the same energy as you would at a big festival because yeah. those five or 10 people are going to remember you 
And then Absolutely. once you go, once you grow, that's going to help you grow big. Like yeah. Yeah. these five people decided to go out of their way to go see you. Like mm -hmm. that's all you could ask for, you know? Absolutely. So like, who cares yeah. if the room is empty? Like these yeah. five people are going to go tell their friends like, Hey, there's actually no one in the room, but this person threw the fuck down. Like and yeah, next, you should follow set. him. Yeah. yeah. Next time it's 50 people, you know? Yeah. And, and, and then just the domino effect, the compound yeah. effect, like, you know, you're going to collect one yeah. cent today and then the one cent doubles tomorrow. And then it's four yeah. cents, eight cents, 16 cents, you know, like it just, yeah. it's going to compound maybe, over time. Maybe you're lucky and there's an artist at the show who really likes your stuff, or right. maybe the headliners at the show already. And he just sees your set and is like, okay, I like the stuff of this dude. Mm -hmm. and, Literally. And yeah. And it, it just can kickstart everything. Like even the small show can do a lot to an artist. That's yeah. like how we sure. discover artists too. Like, cause yeah. we're always trying to find like the next artist to have on our riot mm -hmm. control radio series. So like, who are you, who are you managing now? So we're managing two dubstep artists. They're called Thrasha and mm -hmm. anti-hero. Oh, I, I saw the post on Twitter. I think like mm -hmm. with the masks. Um, no masks, mm -mm, no, no masks. Oh, but you, mm -hmm. you posted something with masks lately. I saw that. <laughs> hmm. Like with white mask with the god painting on the head? Oh, no, that was just a, a rhythm show that one of our street oh, okay. team members went oh. to. Is it the, oh, okay. the purge masks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They, <laughs> they have to be so careful. I I, first, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no you idea. You commented on that, didn't you? I commented on that. The I first saw. Code Pandora mask, I, I was 17 years old. I was playing my, I, I got my first gig in, in Paris. And I was like, holy shit, I look like I'm nine years old. I make this brutal music. How, what can I do to not look like a baby on stage? Yeah. I was like, okay, I just, I just saw the Perch movie before. And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of like this. So I just got the mask. I put it on. And literally a week after the show, I got an uh, email from, I think it was Universal. Oh no. And they were like, yeah, um, here's, here's a letter from our lawyer. Um, it's like, uh, Season rights, rights, rights <laughs> infringement. And I'm like... I'm 17 years old. Please get the fuck out of my head. <laughs> yeah, and then you throw the mask away. You're like, I'm done yeah. with this. <laughs> yeah, then I was like immediately, okay, I have to get something else. Holy mm -hmm. shit, I can't do that. Um, yeah. Oh, and they, they were cool with that. So then the case was closed. That's a okay. good thing. Yeah, um, we don't, I don't know who they are personally. It's yeah. uh, one of our street team members who lives in Tampa. Maybe they see the he, Yeah, mm -hmm, he went to the right. show. He manages our Twitter account. So like he'll be posting a lot for us on our behalf. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then, so that so we have Thrasha, who's an upcoming female bass music artist. Oh, nice. Um, Anti-hero, he's super cracked. He's out of North Carolina. And then we also I managed- I know the name, actually. The yeah, he's spell. really fucking good. Um, Excision's been playing his stuff out, so he's, like, up next. And then we have three hardstyle artists. So one is, do you know Skellism? Uh, yeah. He's sure. Death Code now, so he makes raw style. So oh, he's okay. on our agency. And then Ty Guys- who also do like raw style and then Hartshorn, who does UK hardcore. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. That sounds so. cool. Yeah. Busy, so busy. Busy versatile and not just upstep. Yeah. Well, we first picked up just hardstyle acts because we just love hardstyle and we want to bring hard dance to America. And that's so that's how we got into artist management. And then yeah. we were kind of like, we run a dubstep blog. Why are we not managing any dubstep acts? Yeah. <laughs> like we have so much so, leverage and so many connections in the dubstep scene. So, so just yeah. Throwing that in here, I definitely try to play more techno sets in the future. So Ooh. like dark, dark techno. Love you know, that. Like, like, Acid techno. techno, industrial techno. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, so if my you favorite. ever throw a show or something, just keep me in mind. I would be happy to do that. Um, Dude, that video you posted of like 
playing in a cage. Yeah, yeah. That was so sick. Yeah, <laughs> like the techno yeah, that was club. From, from the first techno set. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. Yeah. I, I love playing techno, but it's just I'm kind of on the verge of just going more into that direction now. But I obviously you have to find a sweet spot somewhere. And I think the album is a good one. Um, to yeah. talk about that once more it's it's just a mix mm -hmm. between everything i want to do so yeah but techno sets are my love that's my my passion somehow it just makes so oh, much fun same. the the drive is just different it's oh. just different and yeah. it's cool because like when you see it live like i didn't really start getting into acid techno till we went to edc orlando 2021 and we were at the neon garden and it yeah. was like amelia lens was playing and we were all like the lasers were yeah. going off and now every time i listen to acid techno i like transport to the neon garden yeah i can imagine yeah and nicole madaber oh my god mm -hmm. and anna from brazil anna. oh it's kind of getting traffic in america right a little bit in like Miami and yeah. LA a little bit. Yeah. Not in Denver. Denver does not sell. Okay. Techno okay. They don't like sell. I mean, like so if I, Den if I get booked in Denver, I will play a lot of techno. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get booked in Denver, people are pretty much open to any type of genre that you play. Like people will play like slinky rhythm. <laughs> They'll play acid techno. <laughs> They'll play raw style, hard dance, like yeah. that's i guess I that's mean, why people love case about here a lot of hardcore and techno stuff as well and it works out so mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah i think could... that's that's kind of the next step of um a lot of these dubstep artists to just branch out more because honestly one day everything is set in dubstep i think yeah well they need to start blending the genres together too yeah. you know like yeah. hard style and dubstep let's get them going mm -hmm. in a song like absolutely yeah mm -hmm. rated r out. has been making a lot of techno lately so mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah, that's nice. That's so cool. I like to hear that. And Vuli just released like a like a bass house oh, yeah. of laser beam or something. It's it's so weird, but mm -hmm. stumpy. I like it, you know. Yeah, stumpy, right? That's stumpy. That's yeah. yeah, stumpy that's laser beam remix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only have a little bit of time. I want to get into some of these submitted questions for you. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so we'll just kind of run through them. We only have a couple. So um, this is oh, I from. Speak yeah speed run these it's a lightning round as well we have two lightning rounds um doom thesis is asking how do you keep going even though your friends don't like the music you make uh that oh that's a hard one um <laughs> i think the thing for me is that because music and the music i do and the the sounds i create and everything is such a big position in my life i it just turned into the I don't want to call it problem, but into the situation that I only surround myself with people that like similar music and everything. So it's more like, okay, if I show someone a song and he doesn't like it, it feels more like, like a criticism, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. instead of just, a, okay, I don't like that stuff. Please turn that shit off. It's more like, okay, I like this type of music, but it's not something is missing or whatever. And most most people I'm surrounded with know a lot about music. Um, I mean, there's some people that only listen to metal music, but I listen to that too. So music has such a big position in my life that the people I'm surrounded with really feel that just like me. And I think that that makes it a lot easier. So if someone is listening to a different genre of music, he's still that much into music to understand what I do, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. The feedback's um, like more constructive yeah, than yeah. taste. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So that makes mm -hmm. it pretty easy to surround myself with the people I'm I'm surrounded with. <laughs> mm -hmm. You are who you surround yourself with. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I don't say yeah. uh, shit on your friends now, like just throw <laughs> them away or anything. Don't don't do that. Don't throw do that. Them out. <laughs> Take out the trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> All right. Well, next one here, um, Leo Leo underscore zero zero three. He wants to know how many collabs are in the upcoming album. Um, there is not a single collab with another producer, actually. Um, oh, really? Let me, yeah. You're let all me, originals. Let me pull this up real quick. But it's um, I, I have a few collaboration with vocalists, and that's oh, okay. one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Five so there's five collaborations, but only with uh, vocalists. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted to make this album as personal as possible, so it's mm-hmm. all my production. It's kind of the main main idea behind it to just show the people what I can do instead of what I can do with collaborations. Mm-hmm. Showcase makes project. sense. Mm-hmm. All right, last submitted question here. John Nab is wondering, can you breathe in that thing, the mask? I love that question, and yes, I can actually. Um, the thing is. Before that, I had like these weird mask, latex masks, and they have been the worst. It was so sweaty, so oh bad. Like I, I put the mask off and I was able to just pour it and it, it was Ew. disgusting. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Ew. <laughs> um, I have no idea how Funcase is doing that with his, um, he has like, his mask is out. It's a cloth one though. Yeah. And back in the days, I, re- <clears throat> I remember one show, I think it was in Amsterdam, and he had this mask like sitting on the table and you smelled that mask in the next room. Ooh. Yeah, it it's like a sock. Like, yeah, <laughs> That's like, bad. like you're really, really like someone is dying in their socks. Oh my or god! Like and then he has to put it on his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, it, it was really, really bad. Um, but my mask now is made uh, from Smirk. Uh, just to to name drop here a bit. Um, amazing guy from Berlin. Um, he just knows how to work his craft. Um, it's it's really. There's a lot of air circulating in the mask. Like it's it's pretty free here on the side. So it's just here on my, my head and then like in front of my face. And it ends here pretty much. Mm-hmm. And because I'm wearing like a like a ski mask under it, which is a really good quality and a really good um, cloth, um, it's it's pretty easy with breathing and the air actually. And actually with seeing, like there's there's one so talking about the mask, there's many layers to the mask. One is sitting there actually. I haven't showed this one yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> there it is. Um, and um, it, it's pretty crazy because there's one layer that is pretty much covering my whole face and it just has like holes in it. And if the mask lights up, it shows a skull, like some, some kind oh, cool. of skull. And through these holes, I can see perfectly through them, but from the outside, you don't see anything under it. So it looks just yeah. like a black cover. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he did that, but it's pretty insane. Like how he just makes his stuff is, is incredible and it works pretty damn good. Yeah. He's That's amazing. Cause I always wondered yeah. with like artists, like AT aliens, like how yeah. the hell can they like yeah. breathe through that thing and like them. see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so happy that it's just like covering parts of my face and not like everything. So I can actually breathe under it. Um, yeah. That makes it a lot easier. It's just built really, really well. Yeah, yep. you don't want to pass out on stage, not being able to breathe. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of which, uh, we're going to jump into our lightning round here. Sounds so good. how many masks do you have? Um, talking about the Code Pandora mask as well, or just the Inhuman masks? All of them. All of them. Okay. So it's <laughs> one, two. Every mask you own. Four, and just thinking about all the possibilities with a new one it must be like 10 or something 
Yeah, wow. it's, it's four code Pandora masks and then many, many ways to wear the new one and modulate it. Yeah. Sick. Um, oh, yeah. What is your pre-show routine? Pre-show routine? Um, actually being really silent in the green room and just sitting there <laughs> <laughs> and waiting, waiting until I play. Because I have this problem. Um, actually had the same problem before our call, had the same problem before my last interview with a local band. Um, when there's only like like an hour between the last thing I did mm -hmm. and the next thing I have to do, I'm like paralyzed because I'm like, my brain is like, okay, I could start something, but maybe I need too much time to do that. So yeah. I'm just waiting now, but the time is running so slow. So I have to do. And then you're just on your phone. Yeah. And then you're just <laughs> paralyzed looking, scrolling Instagram or some shit like that. Yeah. It's not really yep. a good thing to do. Um, that's most of the time what I do. <laughs> Yeah. okay it's really boring <laughs> yeah. some people have like these elaborate routines before their shows yeah so we had to yeah. ask yeah but, what is uh, your dream festival my dream festival to play or mm -hmm. um so there's one festival talking about techno shows um here i think it's in in the czech republic called blackworks um you have to check it right out now. if you don't know that that sounds um, cool what they do is just absolutely insane it's like mainly industrial dark techno and stuff like that but oh. it's i don't know thirty thousand people or something it's insane black sphere festival uh Bla black Blackworks. oh black works rave is not a crime it says uh yeah yeah spain? I think so. it should be from them is it spain yeah I'm seeing, oh, Madrid. Yeah, Madrid. Ooh, I love the, Yo, this poster, love the poster. Yeah. But they, they do that like crazy tight. stuff. And they have like different clubs, as far as I know, they do shows in. But sometimes they have like these huge festival type things with, yeah, I don't know, 10,000 people or something. Dude, it's I Hate Models is playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really big sometimes. Wow. It's in March. Um, We're going to miss it. And, Another one that I'm really looking forward to um, is the, the, what is it called again? The Festival from Sun Death. Oh, Summoning, Summoning Festival? Summoning Fest, yeah. I think mm -hmm. branding-wise and everything, I would fit there pretty well. Um, and, totally. Uh, yeah, I, I know Danny for ages now. And um, it's so funny because I think his manager is called Colin, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i met him at the blackness festival actually another dream festival oh, of mine but i played there already <laughs> so, so you check um, that out it's uh it's it's so cool and i met colin there he was there and he told me he's he's watching my reactions on youtube which is so random oh. yeah yeah he, he says yeah yeah it's kind of nice entertainment and you know what you're talking about so i'm checking it out from time to time i, I mean coming from him why? that's a pretty big compliment <laughs> yeah absolutely Absolutely, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. And and they are just nice people, you know? They, they are, are really nice. And um, yeah, it would be pretty cool to play there for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Mac or PC? Uh, PC. Mm, I knew you were a PC guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's because tell. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Ableton or FL? FL, but I stopped using it and now I'm using Bitwig. Oh, never heard yeah. of that one. Wow. Yeah, it's, so I'm, I'm using a lot of modular stuff now. So there's like a, like a pretty, it, it's getting bigger from time to Damn. time. Damn. Like Whoa. Got a whole mine in there. Um, and Bitwig is pretty good in connecting like the digital world and the analog world. So um, that just makes it easier. And the workflow is kind of like Ableton. 
mm-hmm. um, just a bit more modular and a bit more connected like to the whole analog stuff. So that's why I got into it. And now I'm just really familiar with the workflow. And I think I could go to Ableton now, but I forgot how to use FL. It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like once you get used to one thing, you just forget the shortcuts and everything. And it, it's, it's the worst. I love FL still. Um, I used it for nine or 10 years now um, mm-hmm. and just started using Bitfreak for half a year now, but I already forgot all the commands on FL. It's crazy. Damn. That's interesting. Cool, yeah. yeah. Well, whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However yeah, you can make those so. albums. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two more questions. <laughs> the next one is who are your producer best friends? Producer best friends are definitely quiet. Um, he, he's with me for ages now and he's, he's just, uh, yeah, the nicest person ever. Uh, we just dropped the song murder vibe, mm-hmm. uh, I saw just, that. Uh, drop that name here, which is doing surprisingly well. It's, it's a pretty old song and we just put it out for, for fun. And it, now it's like at 25,000 streams or something in a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not even Damn. a week. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, pretty much the whole Krosnest family is just good friends for me. So there is Sadu, um, there is Madcore, for example, um, there is um, Foreign, who is doing some cool stuff. And there's just just many people on the label Krosnest that I, I just love as people as well. So I'm mainly working with good friends of mine, which is just a really, really good bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Hell yeah. Well, we're going to finish off this mm-hmm. lightning round with our famous question here. Okay. Who are you going to fuck, marry, and kill? Fuck, marry, and kill. Um, <laughs> yes. It's a, well, I, we have three people here, <laughs> wife, so you're going yeah. to choose. You're gonna have to choose. <laughs> so we got... You, got... you got three people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We, so, yeah. Fuck, marry, kill. I will write them down. Okay. Amir. Uh, Amir, okay. Quiet. Okay. And Omas. Oh, my God okay so i'm you can only marry one yeah i i will marry omas um because he likes pizza just as much as i do and Mm -hmm. then we could just eat pizza all the time i think that would be really good we would be round after that Mm -hmm. and maybe not fit through the door or anything but pizza is a good thing that (laughs) you can roll each other around (laughs) yeah 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 absolutely 600 pounds (laughs) i would fuck emir because he's hot Oh, is he? He is a pretty good yeah. looking guy. I'm gonna yeah, have to look is. him up. Mm-hmm. He's mainly wearing a mask. <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he he he's a a dessert. He's really oh, a, a snack. Guy. He's a snack. Yeah, yeah. He's a snack. I would kill quiet. Yeah, <laughs> oh. because he knows how I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he makes he makes some pretty fired tunes as well. So yeah, I don't blame yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Good Thank answers. You. Thank you. So Thank I guess you're gonna here. kill quiet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gonna kill quiet. Oh, R.I.P. So. Rest in peace. Yeah, it's it's the <laughs> thing when you like with best friends and everything. It's love hate. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you are with people most of the time and uh, just talk to them a lot, there is more to kill about them than on other people. <laughs> yeah. You don't know that close. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would do the same if yeah. someone asked me that question and Chrissy was in it. I'd be like, Yeah, I'm killing Chrissy. Yeah, it just, <laughs> just makes not sense, even right? mad. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> yeah. And it would be a cool tweet. Mm-hmm. I just killed my best friend and here's a picture and stuff. It's, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. The clout, you know, she would get yeah, a lot yeah. of clout and a lot of likes on that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, anyways, wow, that was a really good episode. We talked a lot about the tour and what you have coming up and Crow's mm-hmm. Nest Audio, everything. So Absolutely. do you have any final words you'd like to say to our audiences who are listening? Um, so first of all, I wanted to ta- uh, thank both of you um, just for taking the time here for the interview, um, giving me the stage to talk about the album and everything, because it just means a lot to me to talk about the label just starts again. Um also dealing with my brain farts when it comes to planning stuff you know i'm talking about the album (laughs) yeah Um, Mm -hmm. but um yeah also just for the support you guys are giving me you're giving the label and everything so thank you so much for that i appreciate it a lot Um, absolutely and to the audience uh, just thank you for listening this podcast here Uh, definitely check the other episodes how many are there too many to count (laughs) we have six seasons and there's about 10 in each season so holy shit i have to catch up i have to check them out for real there's Um, your airplane audio yeah it is it is can you download them like can you Mm -hmm. on spotify yeah perfect okay i Mm -hmm. i got that and apple Um, uh and amazon podcasts yeah mm -hmm. nice that's pretty cool i did not know that actually (laughs) yeah we're all over the place awesome and um yeah, thank you for checking this out. Um, make sure to uh, save the February, end of February date somewhere because the first single of my album is coming out. Um, we have a really, really amazing visualizer for that. Um, we got the new art direction now and um, this will pretty much be the start of the Inhuman project, how it was intended from the beginning. And um, it would mean the world if you would check it out. If you support my label, of course, um, we just dropped some merch as well. If you're interested Ooh. to just do, use Ooh, this okay. as a marketing driver now. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just thank you guys for the support and checking this out. I appreciate it. Thank you for being our guest. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs>